Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. guys it's thursday november 1st it's matt back with you guys again for another episode of the fantasy roundtable podcast for today's podcast got a few things going on for us probably not a long one today but hey that's all right not all of them can be an hour long for today's podcast we've got Starting off with the Thursday night preview. Uh, usually, I would probably do my ranking stuff first, but uh, with is it with it being as late as it is right now, I'm going to go ahead and do the Thursday night preview stuff first. So, if anybody wants to listen to that before the Thursday night game, you guys have that to start off with. After that, I will jump into my rankings. I will give you guys my top ten at each position for rankings on week nine. Again, you can find those if you want to look at all of them on medium you can find them on the fantasy life app you can look me up on twitter at sports fanatic mb all that stuff will be on there you can look for the fantasy life blog on twitter as well we're not just my stuff but all of our great writers content is put out there on twitter and on medium look it up if you guys have any questions or want just any great information on fantasy you guys can check it all out there since there's really no news that has happened over the past 24 hours, there's really not anything to touch on NFL news-wise or really even fantasy. Obviously, the biggest story is Le'Veon Bell and the fact that he still hasn't shown up for the Steelers. Uh, but most of you probably already know that, so if you don't, I'll address that real quick and that he's just not there. So until he shows up, there's really not much to talk about. You've got James Conner keep playing him. He's been just as good, if not better, than James Conner so far. I'm sorry. Yeah, James Conner's been better than James Conner. James Conner's been better than Le'Veon Bell so far this season. Um, you know, that that's really it. Until Bell shows up, there's really nothing we can do about it. If you've got Conner, just keep, just keep using and plugging away. If you've got Bell... Well, maybe you guys will probably not draft anybody who's going into holding out for, for a season, especially if you're doing it, in re, doing it in redraft leagues. Other than that, let's go ahead and jump right into the Thursday night preview. Uh, don't really have a great game tonight, guys. Uh, we have the 1-6 and six Oakland Raiders going up against the 1-7 and seven San Francisco 49ers. So... 
With that being said, right now, the San Francisco 49ers are being given a 62% chance to win this game, and they are two point or being given 2.5 points. For Oakland's side here, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I, I don't expect this game to be a huge fantasy game. Uh, I do think Derek Carr is going to be able to get himself some pretty good numbers. Uh, he's actually been doing pretty well the past couple weeks. Uh, Doug Martin, I expect to have okay numbers as yet again he'll be filling in for Marshawn Lynch, who's likely out for the rest of the year uh, with his injury. Jared Cook on the receiving side is a guy I would look at. Obviously, I know being that he's their tight end, but that's really all that they have in the receiving game. I, I like Jordy Nelson. I thought they were using him a lot and using him fairly well earlier in the year, and maybe it was just something that worked in their game plan last week. Uh, not going to him that often and losing Amari Cooper, but they rarely went to him. I believe he only had two catches last week. Uh, so he's someone I, I would look to possibly bounce back for Oakland, but not somebody I'd love, really. It'd just be Doug Martin. Uh, Derek Carr, if you needed to start him, I still have him as a lower lower tier uh, QB2, high-end QB3 this week. I just don't have a lot of faith in Derek Carr in this offense. Uh, and that's really it, Jared Cook. I mean, like I said, if, you, if you're feeling desperate, Jordy Nelson, uh, I know there was a lot of talk of uh, Seth Roberts last week and them going to him. I think Martavius Bryant has kind of died. Uh, so that's really it for the Oakland side. Uh, for the 49ers, C.J. Beathard right now is still questionable to play tonight. He is still 50-50 with his wrist injury. If you are really counting on C.J. Beathard, you guys need to watch this. Uh, I would think the fact that they had uh, picked up Tom Savage and they have Nick Mullins now activated as well, there's a really good chance that he will not play tonight. I think it's going to unfortunately be Tom Savage. Uh, we've seen Savage come in and have some decent games, but I'm not expecting much out of him tonight if he does play I mean I think that the offense will still be somewhat decent the way it has been with CJ Beathard is I don't think Oakland's defense really scares anybody uh, in the NFL or for fantasy if you're playing up against them uh, Matt Burita and Raheem Mostert are expected to be getting split carries uh, I would lean more on Mostert is I uh, still don't believe that Matt Burita is fully healthy yet uh, they still they just keep playing him uh, he gets himself a few series and then gets pulled out due to that ankle injury and I do expect with if Beathard is going to be out that they will lean heavily on these two guys uh, they're going to need the run game I don't expect them to ex uh, I'm expecting them to kind of lean on that and not have Tom Savage come out and throw the ball 50 times or 40 times a game uh, being the third string quarterback so if Beathard plays I'm gonna say I think that the wide receivers and obviously George Kittle as well so yeah regardless of which guy plays though I would expect Raheem Mostert to have a good game here for the wide receivers uh, I think it's all got to be Marquise Goodwin and Kendrick Bourne obviously Bourne had the uh, the huge week last week uh, and Marquise Goodwin obviously had one long play 50 yard touchdown I do expect Goodwin to have the better game him and Kittle I think are just the better players on this offense regardless of if it's Savage or Mullins in there with Beathard possibly being out I would lean those two more Kittle as everybody always likes to talk about not just uh, neither one of them are rookies but when backups and everything come in they're going to target that safety blanket which is George Kittle so I expect him to be fine either way I think he will be good uh, and I actually expect the 49ers to win this game regardless of who's in there obviously if Beathard's in there I think it gives them a much better chance to win the game uh, but I just like this offense a whole lot more 
more than I like Oakland's. I expect them to come away with the victory here. Uh, and I expect, like I said, uh, Marquise Goodwin and George Kittle, Raheem Mostert all to have fairly good games for fantasy tonight. And now for my Fantasy Week 9 football rankings. Again, you can find them on Medium or on the Fantasy Life app at quarterback. So number one, I have Cam Newton with uh, 26.9 points. He has got a good matchup this week going up against Tampa Bay. Uh, They've been being shredded by everybody, obviously. I expect Cam Newton to be able to do that in the air and on the ground. Next up, I have Aaron Rodgers, who's projected, at least for me, to get 26.7 points. Obviously going up against a good New England Patriots team. Their defense is the worst part of that team, but they're still the New England Patriots. But it's Sunday night. I expect Aaron Rodgers is going to have to come out here and ball out if he wants to stay in the game. Uh, This is almost kind of a must-win game for the Packers as they are 3-3-1, and they're kind of starting to fall back a little bit in this, not necessarily fall back far in this division, but both the Bears and the Vikings are at four, I mean, Vikings 4-3-1, the Bears at 4-3. So the Packers, they they need to start kicking it into gear, and they really are going to have to rely on Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers to do that. And number three, I have Tom Brady, 26.2 points. Again, same thing. He's going to have to throw the ball a lot, um, likely with no not much of a running game in Canyon Barner, uh, but he does have James White back there who he usually is passing the ball to. I expect him to put up a lot of points this week. Number four, and I know it's going to be surprising that he's dropped all the way down to four, but that's Patrick Mahomes. Got him with 25 points. Uh, going up against, obviously, the Cleveland Browns, all the issues they've had this week and the firings and everything. Uh, their defense still is not quite that bad. Uh, they are worse against the rush than they are the past. Uh, I don't expect him to, obviously, I mean, still 25 points is a lot of points. I expect him to have a good game here. Obviously, I expect them to to beat the Cleveland Browns, uh, and I expect once they get up fairly well, they're going to start running the ball with Kareem Hunt, so that kind of drops Mahomes down just a little bit. I mean, not far. He's still up there at number four. Number five, I have Kirk Cousins getting 25 points as well. The Vikings are going up against the Detroit Lions, who have at times shown that they can be uh, handled on defense. I expect this to be a shootout game here that afternoon. Both of these teams fighting to try and stay on top of the NFC North with the Chicago Bears. Uh, and I expect Kirk Cousins to come out and just ball out at home once again, especially after losing Sunday night to the Saints. Number six, I have Matt Ryan coming off the bye. They are going up against a very good Washington Redskins defense, which does scare me a little bit. These guys have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in the past five games. Uh, their secondary just added HaHa Clinton Dix to it to make it an even better defensive team. I could honestly see Matt Ryan struggling here big time. Uh, I actually have the Redskins winning this game. All in all, I think, uh, but I do think Matt Ryan's still going to be able to put up points as they're going to try and they need to win this game uh, sitting at three and four right now. The seventh quarterback this week I have is Jared Goff. Uh, He's just been producing every week going up against the Saints and probably one of the better games of Sunday afternoon. Saints defense can be had both in the air and on the ground, and I expect they're going to have to use Jared Goff quite often to try and keep up with Drew Brees and that Saints offense, as I do expect the Saints offense to be able to put up some points as well. Number eight, I have Big Ben. Uh, Steelers got a decent matchup this week going up against the... Ravens, my good, sorry guys, sorry about that, apologize. Uh, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens have obviously been one of the better defenses all season long. 
but this has always been kind of a very contentious. This is a very big rivalry game for the AFC North. The Steelers and the Ravens have hated each other for many years now, uh, and I not necessarily expect this to be a shootout. Uh, I only have Big Ben for 23 points, but I do expect him to be able to put up some points uh, because I don't think James Conner is going to be able to run wild on the Ravens like he has been the past couple weeks, and they're going to have to rely on Ben to throw them into this game and keep them ahead. Number nine, I have Deshaun Watson, uh, again with 23 points as well. Uh, Watson going up against a, a decent Broncos defense, uh, and again, this should be a very good game. Uh, and much like uh, Big Ben going up against the Ravens, I just expect Deshaun Watson's going to have to throw and probably him himself get some rushing yards to keep them in this game and try and win a game and, and stay up at top of the AFC South. And then number 10, I have Ryan Fitzmagic himself as well getting 23 points. Uh, again, as we talked about Tampa Bay and the Panthers game earlier with Cam Newton. Uh, with Cam Newton, I think being able to run and throw all over this defense, they are going to need someone to do something to keep them in it, and I think that's exactly what Fitzmagic is going to try and do. He's going to have to do everything he can, everything in his power to try and keep this team afloat, and I think they're going to have to throw it a lot. Uh, this Panther secondary can be had a little bit, and I expect him to have some uh, some, some good plays. Obviously, he's probably going to throw a couple interceptions, but I expect him to, to have a pretty decent day here, obviously, if I've got him ranked up inside my top 10. And my pick outside the top 12 that I think could jump up this week is Mitch Trubisky. Uh, right now, I have Mitch all the way down to 16, still with 21 points, which I know sounds crazy when you really think about it, but this week is just, I think, going to be a great week for quarterbacks all around. Uh, really, you have to get all the way down to my quarterback ranking of 21 before I have someone who falls out of the 20 mark 20 points mark this week during based on my projections again that would have been Marcus Mariota so Mitch Trubisky still projected to get a fair amount of points but I don't have him up there in my top 10 uh what gives him the added advantage obviously is how much he rushes the ball moving on to running back so number one should be no surprise, it's Todd Gurley. I've got him projected for 23 points again going up against a very good Saint, not a good Saints defense, but a defense that can be run on, and I do think that Todd Gurley is going to do that. I do think that they're going to put up a lot of points. I think this game is obviously going to be a fantasy shootout. I expect both sides to put up a lot of points, which makes sense why my number two running back is Alvin Kamara, who, again, I have also with 22 points. And, again, a lot of the same reasons for Todd Gurley. I just expect this to be a shootout. Both these guys can put up points against these defenses. Number three, I do have James Conner with 22 points. Uh, as much as I do don't think he's going to be able to run all over the Baltimore Ravens defense. I think if they get down in the red zone on the one-yard line, they're going to expect Connor to punch it in. He's been doing it all season long. He's got, you know, a almost double-digit touchdowns on the season right now. He has nine touchdowns. Uh, he's obviously doing some very good work in the receiving game as well, uh, and I expect him to get some work out of there. I expect him to put up his points to keep him up in that top five where he's been most of the season. Number four, I have Kareem Hunt with 21 points. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Cleveland's weakness at, court, uh, at defense is in the running game lately. They've just been getting gashed. Uh, and I expect not necessarily Kareem Hunt to just destroy them running the ball, but he's going to have himself a good game. I don't expect the Browns to just be able to fix that run defense overnight. Number five, I have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, again, this Tampa Bay's defense has just been horrible. I expect him to get a fair amount of dump-offs and rushing attempts to get him up there in the top five. I have him with 20 points. 
Number six, I have Ezekiel Elliott, again with 20 points. Uh, Tennessee's defense has actually been pretty good, uh, but he's obviously the Cowboys' best weapon. Going to be interesting to see how they use Amari Cooper in this game as well, if that helps kind of free up some room for Zeke. Uh, But even if it doesn't, Zeke's just been awesome all season long. I don't expect that to change for him this week. Even though he had a bad week going into the bye week, he should be fine. Number seven, I have James White with 19 points. Again, Green Bay Packers. Uh, They have a a good defense here, but Tom Brady's going to have to throw the ball, I think, to keep up with Aaron Rodgers. I do think this is going to be somewhat of an offensive game there in Gillette Stadium. Um, And I expect him to have to dump off to James White quite often, as he's done all season long. And, you know, White has scored in the rushing game and in the receiving game as well. So I expect him to just continue what he's been doing all season long, being a top 12 running back, surprisingly. Number eight, I have Melvin Gordon again coming off the bye. The Chargers do have the Seahawks, who have been getting better every week. Uh, but it's just the, the volume is key here for Melvin Gordon. I have him 19 points. Uh, not only the rushing attempts, but the receiving stuff that he does as well. It's just hard to keep him out of the out of the top ten uh, with the amount of volume he gets. And as as I've talked about before, volume is king in fantasy. And with he gets the volume that he does, uh, he's going to put up the points regardless. Number nine, I have Kenyon Drake. Uh, he obviously had a great game last week. I have him for eighteen points here. I think that uh, Adam Gase is finally leaning toward using him as the the main running back here. He's been getting him the ball in space, uh, throwing him the ball more often as well. Uh, and I expect that to continue against a very good Jets defense. This Jets defense can stop the run, but with the way that Adam Gase has been uh, devising plays to get him the ball in the receiving game as well is why I have so much faith in him to finish up in that top 10. Number 10, I have Carrion Johnson. Uh, he's been kind of the bell cow for the Lions ever since his breakout game a couple weeks ago. Uh, they are playing a good Vikings defense, but this Vikings defense has been shown to just get blitzed both on the ground and in the air at times, and I expect them to lean heavily on him some more, uh, especially with the loss of Golden Tate. Even if Theo Riddick comes back, I do expect them to use a lot of two-back sets and possibly have Theo Riddick almost slide into that slot receiver role is I don't I like TJ Jones but I'm not sure he's that good just yet uh, and so I do think that Theo Riddick could be used more as a as a wide receiver in this game giving Carryon Johnson even more run in the rushing attack and then for my guy outside the top 12 this week I have is Philip Lindsay uh, not really a stretch really he's I've got him as number 14 if you were to look at my rankings with 15 points uh, obviously going up against the Texans. Uh, Royce Freeman is still not expected to play. He's He had another DNP today as well. Uh, so if Lindsey gets a bulk of the carries, he he's obvi- he could go off again just like he did last week. Um, but as of right now, there is still a shot that Royce Freeman plays. So I had to kind of adjust my rankings a little bit. And unfortunately, since I can't uh, make changes to him after their release, they were released this morning. Uh, I just hadn't had to go with the thing that Royce Freeman might play. So, again, Philip Lindsay could very easily be up there in that top 10, and, and he's my pick that, I could, that could jump up there. For the wide receivers, so my number one, Adam Thielen, and how could it be anybody else? Adam Thielen has been balling out 
every week. Again, they've got a good matchup here against the Lions. I don't expect Darius Slay to be on him. So I imagine Kirk Cousins is going to keep going to him, and he's going to keep putting up 100 yards and a touchdown. 100 yard and touchdown. So that is what it is. You can't take anything away from him. Number two, I have Devontae Adams. He is clearly the best wide receiver in Green Bay and is Aaron Rodgers' go to guy. It almost seems like on almost every single play. Uh, I expect him to have a great game here. He's been putting up 30 plus points the past three weeks. Don't have him quite getting that high. I do have him at 23 points, but still a great game for a wide receiver. Number three, I have DeAndre Hopkins at 22 points. Uh, he has had himself, he has had, I believe, eight straight games with at least 50 receiving yards. I expect that to continue against Denver this week, not just the receiving yards, but I expect him to score as well as he's been doing the past couple weeks. Uh, I don't expect Demaryius Thomas to do much here. I know some people think it might be a revenge game for him, but he is just learning the offense and everything. I imagine there's not a lot of similarities, so I don't expect him to have a huge role in this game against the Broncos, so I imagine it's going to be all DeAndre Hopkins and probably Kiki Cootie, but DeAndre Hopkins is by far the better receiver. Number four, I have Michael Thomas with 22 points. Again, Saints is uh, Saints Rams is going to be a shootout, and Michael Thomas is obviously Breeze's number one guy. I expect him to get plenty of yards and touchdowns. Number five, I have Antonio Brown at 21 points. Uh, Ravens secondary is very good, but it's Antonio Brown. You can't keep a good player like that down. I expect him to get a fair amount of catches and probably get a touchdown. Uh, I do have him. I do have him projected to score a touchdown, which is what gets him up. Up there to that 21 points. Number six, Emmanuel Sanders. I have him with 21 points as well. He has had such a great connection with Case Keenum all year long. I expect that to continue. The Texans secondary is the weakest part of their team, and I do expect Case Keenum to try and take care of that, uh, or try and take advantage of that, especially with his number one guy, Emmanuel Sanders, and I really do think Cortland Sutton as well could have himself a good game, but he's not up there in my top 10. Number seven, I have Julio Jones, 21 points uh on all honesty i don't even have him projected to score in this one it's all just catches and yards just because he just never seems to score and that just sucks for all of his fantasy owners but the falcons again they're they're going up against a good team here in the Redskins, who, again, have improved their secondary. And that does worry me a little bit about Julio. Obviously, when I was doing these the first time around, uh, I didn't have Ha Clint- Ha Clinton Dix on the secondary. Um, came back in and changed some of my rankings. It actually lowered his points a little bit. He was all the way up at 5. Um, but I've got him 21 points. It's still a great game. Probably it might not even score 21 points, but I still think Julio has himself a good game. Number eight, I have Robert Woods, old Bobbert. I've got him with 19 points. Um, I, hate, I hate to keep beating a dead horse here, but it's because of the matchup. Going up against the Saints, they're going to be able to put up points, and I expect him to lean on Robert Woods. I expect him to make more explosive plays than Brandon Cooks. Um, and that's why I've got him up there so high. Number nine, I have Julian Edelman. For wait for it, I bet you guys can guess what I'm about to say. Can you guess it? Because it's going to be a shootout. It's just all based on the matchup here with the Packers, especially with them losing Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I think that Julian Edelman in the slot there is going to be able to eat all day long. We've got Robert Gronkowski already not practicing again uh, this week, might not play due to the back. 
Uh, and so it's, I think, going to be all James White and Julian Edelman in this game. And then number 10, I have Tyreek Hill. Uh, I just don't think anybody on the Browns are going to be able to cover Hill. I, I'm interested to see how the defense is going to play him. Uh, are they going to put Julius Peppers over him? Julius Peppers is a fast player, but he's nowhere near as fast as Tyreek Hill. Uh, I just don't expect the Browns to be able to slow Tyreek Hill down. Now, Hill is still dealing with an injury, and he did not practice again today. There is a chance that Hill might not play. Uh, so if you're a Hill owner, you definitely need to watch that. Uh, but I expect if he does play, even if he's still dealing with the groin a little bit, he's going to get you enough points to score against this Browns defense. And then my guy outside the top 12 to finish up inside the top 12 is my little Cooper, or I shouldn't say my little Cooper Cup. But I don't want to start any kind of feuds on Twitter. Uh, Cooper Cup, who I do have with 18 points, uh, ranked at 15 right now. Again, that's all based on the matchup with, with the Saints. Uh, he is coming back. He's expected uh, to be fully healthy, and we know the connection that he has with Jared Goff. I expect that to pick right back up where it left off all those weeks ago, and I expect him to be just just balling out. I've got him again at 15 points. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished with 20-plus in this matchup. Now for the tight ends, the last group I've got here. Sorry, guys, if you can hear my son. He is wanting to see what I'm doing up here right now. So with my number one, I have Travis Kelsey. Shouldn't be any surprise. Again, uh, one of Patrick Mahomes' main guys. He's been targeting him a lot lately. lately uh, Kelsey has just been going off for fantasy, again, going up against a Browns defense. that I just don't expect anybody to be able to cover or slow down Kelsey. Number two, O.J. Howard. I have him with 13 points. Uh, Tampa Bay going up against the Panthers. I think that O.J. Howard is probably their best matchup. Uh, I don't see any of the safeties for the Panthers or really any of their linebackers except for maybe Keekly, but I don't expect them to put Keekly on Howard most of the game because of how good he is stopping the run and getting to the quarterback. Uh, so I think Howard is the best matchup for the Panthers. I've got him up there at number two. Number three, I have Austin Hooper. Um, I do think that he's finally going to have a good game yet again, as I've talked about before. Uh, he's kind of that guy who has one good game, then is bad for a couple weeks, and then comes back. Uh, I think he's got a great matchup here. I don't know who on the Redskins. Uh, I doubt they're going to put HaHa Clinton Dix on him. They're newly acquired safety. Their other safeties are not that good. Uh, so I expect HaHa. I'm not HaHa. I expect Austin Hooper to come through for you here with 13 points. Number four, I have Jimmy Graham with 13 points as well. Um, I do think once they get down into the red zone, he's someone that they'll go to. I think that the Patriots are going to do everything they can to take away Devontae Adams. Uh, obviously, Ty Montgomery is not there any, anymore. I do think that they're going to rely on Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams a bit here as well. Uh, but there's really nobody else in this receiving game. I think Rodgers trusts besides MSV, but MSV is not that big of a target down in the red zone. So I think if they get down there, and I do expect them to get down there often, they're going to go to Jimmy Graham. I actually have him getting a touchdown, and I have him projected at about a 70% chance of catching two touchdowns in this game. Number five, I have Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I had him for 12 points. Again, he's po he's possibly not going to play, guys, so this is something we have to watch. Again, as I talked about earlier, my rankings come out. I'm not allowed to make changes after the fact. At this point on Medium, you can't make changes after you've put the story in, so I can't uh, make any changes at the time. he was. There wasn't really any talk about him missing the game. Now there is with the back. He has not practiced, uh, so he might miss the game here. Uh, but if he doesn't, I expect him to do very good against this Packers defense. 
Number six, I have George Kittle obviously going tonight. I have him with 12 points. Uh, That being said, there was something that just came across the wire. Nick Mullins is starting tonight at quarterback for the 49ers. C.J. Beathard is out. I expect Mullins now to really have to rely on George Kittle. Again, we've talked about I talked about earlier rookies backups, they target the tight end often as a safety blanket. I blanket, I expect that to happen a lot tonight, even proving my point more. Um, he might even jump up and have more points now, especially if he's going to be a mainstay in the offense. My points were coming purely based off him being with CJ Beathard and they've had a very good connection all season. Number seven, I have I'm sorry, that was number seven. Number no, my goodness, guys, I can't read. I apologize. Number seven, David Njoku. I know he was shut out last week. I don't see anybody on the Chiefs being able to slow him down, though. I think Baker's going to go back to him. Um, I am worried a little bit about Njoku, as I really don't know what kind of offense Kitchens is going to call. So this, in all honesty, could be a shot in the dark. Um, I, I really didn't know how to rank the Browns and project them moving forward, so I went just based purely on the matchups, and I do think that the Njoku does have a good matchup this week going up against the Chiefs, but again, this could be, I don't expect him to get shut out, but I do have him for 12 points right now. That could be completely wrong, and I do apologize about that now because I really don't know what kind of offense Kitchens is going to call. He's never run an offense before. He is a disciple of uh, Andy Reid, Todd Haley. He's been in, in um, not... I'm sorry, I said Andy Reid. I meant Bruce Arians. Uh, He's a disciple of Bruce Arians out of Arizona. A lot of people think he's going to run that kind of offense, which will be exciting. Uh, That is a very good offense. Bruce Arians was an offensive genius. I don't expect him to be quite as good as Bruce Arians, uh, but they've always targeted their best player. They use Larry Fitzgerald as a tight end because they didn't have one. And the Browns have one in David Njoku, so that's why I expect him to get so many targets and everything this this, this week against the Chiefs. Hopefully that happens. Number eight, I have Greg Olson. Uh, you know, he's just legit. I expect the Panthers to get down in the red zone. When they do, I expect this defensive line and the linebackers, who I think are the best part of their defense to try and stop Christian McCaffrey, which is going to leave Olsen open in the end zone. Don't have him for a lot of points, just 11 points, but a lot of that coming because I do think he's going to score and get himself multiple catches and probably 30, 40 yards. Number nine, I have Trey Berton. Uh, the Bears going up against the Bills again. The Bills' defense in the past, the passing defense has been really good. We saw that Monday night against the Patriots. Uh, but Trey Burton is by far Mitch Trubisky's favorite weapon. He targets him more than everybody else. Uh, and I do think that that's going to continue to happen in the Bills. Uh, again, don't have him for a lot of points here, just projected for 11. Uh, but I do think, again, much like Greg Olson, I think he scores and he's going to get you yards in the middle of the field where Olson probably won't, which I think is what gives uh, Burton the leg up. And then number 10, I have Kyle Rudolph returning back to former glory. Uh, Got him projected for 11 points exactly. Uh, I do think that he scores two touchdowns actually in this Lions matchup. Again, Darius Slay in the secondary for the Lions is actually very good. I could see them slowing down Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. So I expect when they get down into the red zone and they're passing the ball, he's going to go to his guy, Kyle Rudolph. I expect him to get two touchdowns here and get you those 11 points. And then my pick outside the top 12 that I think could jump into it is Mark Andrews. I have him right now at 15 uh, with f- 9 points. Uh, 
I just like the way he's played lately. I talked about when he came out, I thought he was the best offensive tight end where he needed to improve was his blocking. He's been improving in that somewhat every single week. Um, and I don't think Hayden Hurst or Nick Boyle are going to slow him down. Flacco's looked at him a little bit. He's caught a couple touchdowns already this season. I like his matchup. I could see him scoring. And uh, that, so that's it, guys. I and mean, that's all of it for my rankings. Again, that's going to be it for the uh, for the fantasy roundtable episode today for November first. Uh, again, I'll just talk about Nick Mullins has been named the starter, guys. So I honestly have never seen Nick Mullins play, so I'm not sure what to expect out of him. Obviously, C.J. Beathard's wrist was bad enough that there's just no way they could risk him going. I do expect them to lean on Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert even more now. With Nick Mullins being in there, Raheem Mostert, I would would be the guy that I would trust with the injury history that Matt Breida has shown, not just this year but in his career. And George Kittle would be the guy for me. Um, again, if you have Marquise Goodwin, I would feel safe playing him as a flex option for the 49ers as he just has this, so much speed that all it takes is that one ball for him to take it to the house and then he makes your day for you just like last week. So that'll do it, guys, for the Fantasy Roundtable podcast. I will be back again tomorrow with all of the Sunday preview games uh, and then any obviously any news will break down the Thursday night game as well. I will have at some point in time, either Friday, possibly tonight or Saturday, I'll have a new college episode out talking about we've got a couple of really big games here this weekend LSU Alabama Kentucky Georgia um, we'll talk about those games the college football rankings that were released Tuesday kind of my take on them who I think has a chance to possibly jump into the playoffs as we already know someone's got to lose between one and three right now in Alabama and LSU so if you like college talk I'll be back with that later this week and I'll also give you guys an updated list on my top five or ten I haven't decided which yet I'm, I'm still writing a lot of my articles right now for the top prospects for a QB list I'm going to hopefully have my quarterbacks one out sometime this weekend so you guys can check that out just kind of breaking down my top five quarterbacks and then I'll give you guys a couple guys that are right there on the fringe and uh, again just talking about them for dynasty leagues as we're getting closer and closer to bowl season guys you need to watch out for see if they declare for the NFL draft because I know a lot of people don't start looking at that stuff until the combine and the combine realistically for us doesn't mean anything you're not winning anything at the combine for instance Mike Gusecki tight end from Penn State though a lot of us liked him I had him ranked as I think the third tight end in this class but everyone immediately threw him up to number one and thought he was going to be like the next best gold tight end because of what he did at the combine much like Saquon Barkley did and just uh, just some little insider information a lot of Penn State guys do they just have a great strength and conditioning team there at Penn State uh, obviously Barkley is a transcendent talent uh, but uh, as I talked about before Mike Gusecki though he's good don't let the combine numbers fool you I thought he was getting a little overrated, and he really hasn't done anything. But then again, still early. Uh, tight ends do usually take about a year or two to get integrated into offenses. But we'll talk about all those guys either Friday or on Saturday's podcast for the college stuff when I release that. So, guys, good luck tonight. If you have anybody playing, hopefully if you got 49ers like myself and George Kittle, they have a great game with Nick Mullins, uh, mostly due to the fact that Oakland's defense is so bad. So good luck to you guys. If you have any players tonight, enjoy the game, and I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Peace. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played.
Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play?